Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I'm your boy, Cheese. Let's get right into it because I want to spend all the time talking to our guests because these are some of the most influential people to the Crush A Lot Podcast in terms of just their time, their support, um, in front of camera, outside of camera, on audio, off audio, and uh, everything that's happening in our universe that people know of and people are about to know about are direct linked to these gentlemen in some type of way um and it's a pleasure to have both of them on their latest release joint their first release together um midnight sun is out october 30th which is the day before the today when i'm releasing this is the 29th make sure you go tomorrow wait up to midnight and download it because i definitely give it my Recommendation. Welcome to the show, my man Zilla Rocca and my man, man Young Wizard. How are you guys, gentlemen? Outstanding. Good. Sometimes you got to show the Real rhythm good. a little bit, just in case people think I'm one of these uh, just uh, record. But I, I, I put the money. I put my money where my mouth is. Young Wizard Ransom too. Oh but shit! Ransom. Appreciate it. Napoleon the Legend sold out. It's a great album. This is one of my favorite albums, bro. Dad is being one of my favorite producers. Less is more with him, and I love it. Of course, a bevy of Zilla Rocka stuff. Wow. And the Woo Pulp, which I have two copies of. One to listen, one to. It's going forever, dog. People will hit me up from my In my coffin. I love that project a lot. (laughs) Gentlemen, Midnight Sun is here. And uh, you've been teasing it for a while. I just want to start right off the bat. Why <laughs> in the world would you go with Moon Knight? Because this is not like a A-level superstar or maybe questionably a B-level. This is like a C-level, hardcore, comic book fanatic would know about these like like we are. Why, why Moon Knight? Why, where was the inspiration with, with this character to kind of be around this universe, this album? Well, we, uh, that's, that's how we linked was we, we both, we both loved Moon Knight, the character, like Zilla Rocka, like he, on Twitter, like before we were super tight or anything, I, I just saw his avatar and it was Moon Knight and I was like, damn fresh avatar props. And then he was like, <laughs> you're the only person who knew what the fuck that was. Yes. And so it was just like, you know, Moon Knight, we just, we decided like, let's make a Moon Knight song for the, uh, for the Infinity Stones. Mm. And so after we did the song, I was like, that song is so damn good. Like, let's just, let's do an album. And then it ended up, we just like, let's just save this joint for the album. And we got Zilla on some other tracks on the Infinity Stones. And that's kind of just how it jumped off the Moon Knight connection. It just brought us together. Dude, that's that's so funny because when 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 you hit the, hit me with the avatar, like even my friends that are comic book fiends didn't even know what that was. So people were people thought that was like a picture of me or something. And I was like, I wish. And so I, I I really got big into Moon Knight like the last I don't know seven eight years when the Warren Ellis run came out and the Colin Bunn joint and then um what's the last one I was really Jeff, checking Jeff Lemire yes Jeff Lemire and then he that, and like the newer Avengers books they're, they're tying in with Conchu. Um, and then even even my son watches uh, Spider Man now. They're doing the Maximum Venom show 
on Disney and they had an episode where Moon Knight's the only person that doesn't get taken over by Venom. And so my, my son's like, who's that? I'm like, that's the best hero ever, bro. It's Moon Knight. He's like, is that your favorite? I was like, yep. So it's like, it's, it's, it's reaching a critical mass now where we were like ahead of the curve. And now, now there's rumors about Keanu Reeves playing him or something. Which wouldn't make yeah, sense. Disney Disney Plus has got that Moon Knight series coming soon. Ooh. I don't know how soon. Probably in two or three years. But oh yeah, I did I did see that in in my studies. Though I knew the Moon Knight character well in advance that I am a comic book nerd myself. Um, it's always interesting to find other people who like that character. It's kind of a little bit of a, a niche character, mm-hmm. uh, but I think some of the more interesting stories come from there. Because he's, you know, he's he's not that. He's a, there's a lot of quirks to him that either you rock with it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could all use his money at this point. That would that would be nice. Um, someone could give me some <laughs> Moon Knight checks. That'd be great. Mark Spector, though. <laughs> so, um, when you're creating this album, Moon Knight's the connection. You have the Infinity Stone as kind of like the foundations for these possible ideas and, and the synergy is getting built, the chemistry between you guys are being there, the, the response to the record, of course, is a big part of that as well. What's the blueprint or what's the conversations like when, when building this record? Because this record is not, at first listen, most people, and I was telling Chung this, will miss most of the references, most of the many multi-layered meanings to things. So that's a credit to your writing, Zilla. Um, There's a lot going on there to say it's not a one-time listening experience. It might take a while for people to really get everything and maybe some research is required. So how much of that is, is planned out, thought of, connected to the character, and how does that affect the production choice? Because there's also multi-layered production that Zilla's bringing to the table that is very organic feeling, band-like. It would play really well live. If, mm. if the Rona would leave, I could see a drummer, <laughs> a guitar, and a bass player definitely doing this live. It's a different listening experience. I rather enjoyed it a lot. How did that all come to that? This is... It's just too much to be coincidence or just like it just happened. What mm-hmm. what was the uh, what was that all about? Well, I think like off the first still off that first track when I made that beat, I was just thinking like I'm making the soundtrack to the uh, Moon Knight movie for this song. Like this is this is the soundtrack that like I want it to sound crazy and hard and just like and on that one, I just it just happened to come off sounding like really live, like really live bandish, mm-hmm. and um, Zilla just sounded so good on it. And I was just thinking, like, if we're gonna do this album, it's got to have like a cohesive feel, and I want to, I want it to sound like a band playing. Like after that first one, and I was just like, so I started uh, trying to get similar sounds to the first song that we made, and just started building it from there. Yeah, like and what and, and we saw about Mark Spector's theme. Like that's the first song on the album. That's the first song we did together. I wrote it like maybe 30, 40 minutes. Just I played it and I went. I was like, oh, I was like, I'm gonna fucking destroy this. I was like, this is getting hammered right now. 
And so it was fun for me where I was like, all right, I'm not even going to be me on this song. I'm going to be Moon Knight. I'm going to be Mark Spector, dude who's got multiple personalities. He's, he wears all white. Like he's, he's like a bat. He's the, the antithesis of Batman. Like I wear all white. I got multiple personalities. Like I know I'm crazy. So what? And I just kind of like dove in and had a ball with it. And Chong was so amped about it. And I was like, all right, bet. And then it just kind of, it, it was a cool launching point because he sent me a ton of other beats that I, I would kind of look at and think about. And then some of the beats would be from other producers and I'd be like, all right. But I was like, it was like trying to chase that dragon. Like, but I, I need something like that first one again. I need something like that. So over time, over, I mean, it took us like two years from the first song. So now over time, like Chong got his chops up in terms of the, the records he wanted to touch, the samples he was going for, the drums, like you said, the bass. Um, and it, it all kind of kept going back to their original place rather than like, all right, here's a, here's a pack of 30 beats. I'll just pick out 10 I think are hot. I'll do a project in three, yeah. four months. We just put it out. You know what I mean? It just it, There was a lot of gestation period from the first song. Like, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll write real quick. Sometimes I need like two, three months off. And then he was like that with the beat. Sometimes like, yo, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to come back. I'm going to make beats. Just hang out for a minute. I'm like, all right, cool. So it was, it was yeah, good. Like, like last year, like, I think like, I think that first, like, Mark Spector was like either like November or December of 2018. And then right. we didn't do much at the beginning of 2019. I think there was this like three or four month lull where like I was still just busy working on the Infinity Stones and stuff. And then I went, I went on that Japan trip and I came back with just like mad crates. And when I got back, I had, I had also ordered this J-Zone breakbeat record. Mm -hmm. So that showed up in the mail. And then I just got back from Japan and then I just went, crazy on the two because those j-zone breakbeats were just super fresh and it had that live drummer feel that i wanted to go for after that first beat that i made with a breakbeat and then i was just like just give it a live feel and that was kind of how uh i came back with you know two three beats slowly for him and mm -hmm. just kept building and then when yeah, I, and real quick when i was happening all the all the all the stones projects like we would, I would work on one of them for him, and then I would get cash on. Like, we were still doing stuff, keeping the ball rolling, while mm -hmm. Midnight Suns was kind of like, like the bigger picture thing to get to. So it was kind of like we were using his projects to get more chemistry together. Like, I would send shit, and he would be like, oh, I really like that. So if he didn't like it, that's cool. I could be like, all right, I'll change it. We can fix this around. And then later on, it helped us when we, when we had to make changes. It was like, all right, why don't we take this out? Like, it helped us have that trust to say, like, this doesn't work for me. What do you think? Or like, should we scrap this? Or should we, you know, tweak this, take this out? So him having all his records going at the same time, and I would have him like do cuts for me. You know what I mean? It was like just keeping the relationship building while we're making a bigger record over the course of two years. It's I, I my experience now with creating a you know the Question Lab project is uh, there's a lot of hands on hmm. one paintbrush. And trying to paint a cohesive picture is very difficult when there's a lot of yep. hands on the brushes. So then, you know, me being cheese, the one who founded the, the crush a lot, and I'm like, let me get my big hand and move everything over. And then I go, wait, I can't do that. I let people mm -hmm. on the brush. I got to let people be on the brush. And so it's always interesting to people that I respect in the business, like know how to move those mm -hmm. feelings around and come up with this. Because those are like the things that I find interesting in the creations of 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 albums or stories will make these epic pieces come out more 
um, saying that, when when you're thinking about now you have this production now, now you got this, you know, you're coming at it from a different perspective lyrically, at the same time you're still producing your own right. content. Is is does that when does uh Midnight Sun Zilla Rocket MC turn off, turn on, and then you have ninety six mentality, Zilla Rocket back on, back like how do you or did you just really go into the whole Moon Knight character and just have different personalities every time yeah, you're on I, the I mic? Think, I think and, and you do you need some bubbly for that? Because I have a lot of nah, bubbly. you know I I I just I just need to be see coronavirus has killed my writing because I write in a car, so when for my job before right now I'm working remotely, but for my job I was driving sixty miles a day round trip, so I'm in the car like almost three hours a day. So I was work I was doing ninety six mentality. I was doing. Midnight Suns, the second career Crookster album, which is done. Uh, Ray West, Row House Whispers, that's done. Um, this record. Um, my next album, Higher Gun, which I'm getting mixed and mastered now. And then Random Wrecking Crew Versus, Cameos for People, Chong Wizard Records, Castro Records, Prem Rock Records, Me and Alaska's Records. So it's just like how you do anything is how you do everything. You know what I mean? Like if you're just always working, then when things come around, like I'm on the Shrapnel record that probably to me is the best album of the year. I'm on two songs on that while I was working on this. Like the same sessions I was working on this record, I was working on the Shrapnel record for Castro and Proud. Then I'm doing, you know, 20 things over here. But I feel like if I wasn't doing anything, Midnight Suns wouldn't be out. Because when you're busy, you get more shit done. You know, when you got a lot going on, you, you realize how valuable time is to not mess around but like, well, I'm not really inspired, so like I don't know. Maybe I'll wait for that to hit me, and then seven months go by. You know what I mean? Like versus, yo, this dude sent me hot beats. His name is bubbling even more. My name's bubbling even more. We already locked this down. We like the same shit. The beats are crazy. I just gotta think of some ill, you know, concepts or throw them around to some friends of mine. And say, yo, like, what do you think would sound good on this? And then we would talk about, you know, me and Chung would talk about guest appearances and that kind of up the ante. But it's like. It, it all just stems from working. Like there's no, there's no glitzy glamor answer beyond that. You know what I mean? Like if you're not working, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> That's it. You got to keep the muscle memory going. Straight up. got to keep it going. Uh, Chung, one of the things, that, one of the people that I love that I don't think get the recognition they deserve and I was happy to see them on this album one way or the other, though I shouldn't have not been, have been so surprised, is, is, is Road Data. Road Data is one of my favorite producers anything he has his hand on i just always know it's high quality yeah, let's talk yeah. about him because he's just an amazing amazing talented person what how involved is he with what you're doing with chung wizard records or a fine label one of the labels i trust the most in the independent scenes so for high quality and service like what's that relationship like and what's his role in um, this i know he did the mixing and some of the mastering yeah, he mixed and mastered the whole record, and um, we've been friends for like 19 years now. Like, uh, he, he's me and Jordan's homie. We all go back. Like, when I moved to Vancouver, I, that's I met those guys back in 2001 and became friends with them since. So, um, Rodata is just an incredible producer, and he's really good, uh, professionally trained engineer. So, is he? when he mixes and masters like projects, like his own beats and like the albums I put out by him it's just incredible sound quality so i wanted to go with him on this one especially because he was local problem was when covid hit 
like I couldn't like go hang out while he mixed the record. So mm-hmm. he had to mix it. And it was a lot of back and forth. Like he'd send me the track and I said like, no, nah, this part of the beat's too loud or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's just, you know, I mean, he's a very, uh, he's, un- he's underrated. People don't really know how good of a producer he is. He, he's sick, man. I mean, yeah, no, but me don't. and Jordan are helping him, uh, helping him build his name and uh, his reputation. I mean, obviously, from the albums you've heard from, you're, you're loving it. So. Oh, anytime he's on it, I'm going to buy it. There's just some people that I don't need to hear nothing. Who's on it? Okay, I'm buying it. And that's mm-hmm. the Chung Wizard. I got mostly all the Chung Wizard stuff. Um, I got all, all the all the Zilla Rocker stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to go drink more beer, Zilla. Like, and whenever you next time in Brooklyn, um, bam, bam. Good. The weekend, the weekend, in New York. Before we got shut down. I was going to come up that Friday to, to yeah. the last Friday now, and my wife was like, "Ah, oh, you probably should go up to New York right now. Uh, it's looking sketchy up there." And I was like, I March thirteenth. I was, I, I was going to go to the Boston show, the big Boston show with uh, Danielson and Riggs in Boston, uh, and uh, I was yeah. ready to go. The whole Crush Lot team was ready to go. We were going to shoot the video. For Nashville, for our single and everything, we had it all set up, and mm. they shut down. Everything was shut down. I was like, "All right, guys, keep the money. We'll eat it on this one. Just take the money and go." Um, Midnight Suns is is it's so compelling because Zilla, for you, when I hear all your projects, like as a lyricist. Like every album definitely has its own kind of feel and essence and thematics to it, and it gives you a lot of versatility. But in, in this one, it just, this album in particular, it just really sounds like you're not really there, meaning someone else is there. When I heard it, I was like, whoa. Who, is this Zilla? Like I had, I knew the Kate. Like I'm, I'm familiar with some of the cadences and stuff like that. But you really, in some of the songs, were really going outside of right. like your the way you deliver things, trying new ideas, new patterns to your delivery. Hmm. And it was like, whoa, okay, this is okay. This is a different Zilla Raka. And I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Jizza. But the Jizza needs to change his patterns from some time, from time to time. I concur. Raise that yes. voice. Next thing <laughs> I know, track three is coming around and you're yelling in the microphone in the back. Like if it's a punk rock song, I'm like, I like this. What is this? Right. So how did that screaming part come into play? And did you get hoarse in the voice afterwards? Because that was uh, intense when I heard <laughs> it. Loved it. But what was the idea for that? Because I I love that. Part uh, I think it's all about the sample. I think that's the sample, right? Was that that's a sample? Not me screaming. Man, that, that oh, which track? Let me just pull up the song. I'm a, glitching out here. Which song is it? Is that track three? I, I think it, I think it's a sample. I think it's a sample. Is that a sample? Then that was a good sample. <laughs> Let me pull it up at the end. The outro. Yeah, I the outro was so. like the guy screaming because he's all like um, tied up and worried he's gonna get tortured or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that, that that's that's, that's that wasn't you. I, I was convinced that was you. Nah, nah. I was man. like, you screaming, nah, waking man, up the kids. I'm, I'm too laid back for all that. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I can't wild out like that. <laughs> nah, I can't, dude. But but to, to get to your larger is, is question or observation, which I really appreciate. I feel like, I mean, I've been putting out my own record since 2005. I got the same mic, 
the same interface, the same speakers. I just got a new laptop this year. I had my laptop was from 07, so I just upgraded that. But like when when I, I like working with producers, you know, like, like me and Ray West and me and Small Pro, my own beats, my homie Disco Vietnam, like every every producer I really connect with heavily, there's like usually something there that they have that someone else doesn't. And then, and, and I, I could see that when it, ta it taps into something that I don't know is there for those records. So with Chong's joints, it was like, I could just do, you know, straight ahead, rhyming on the snare, 16 bars, you know, boom, 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 I'm dope. Hey, check me out. Um, but I, I felt like he and I, we, we spent a lot of time just talking about concepts and what it could be and making it something bigger. And as time went on, like I didn't want it to just be like, oh, that was just some shit we did real quick and put it out, you know, that's cool. It it it, it kind of started pulling things out of me, and then, and like I kind of wanted to impress him because I was like, yo, he he can have access. Like you seen his Rolodex, like every ill dude for the last fifteen years, the last eight months, from, from all over the fucking world is on Chong Wizard Records. Period. So like, I'm not gonna be the dude where people are like, yeah, Chong was on a roll, and his Midnight Suns came out. Nah, man, fuck that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna show out for this dude, and then also kind of dust everyone that he has on his records. Like, it's like a challenge for me. So I was like, but I also want to be interested in what I'm doing. So I'm like, if I'm doing, like I said, three or four or five other records, what's going to make me go back to this one and, and give it a different approach? Right? I'm like, all right, I spit a verse for this. Tomorrow I got to write another verse for this guy. I got to do a verse for this. Like the one thing I don't like about people being super prolific nowadays is like, I, I think you were saying about jizz. It's like, you could be so prolific because you're just staying busy, but you're not bringing anything new. It's like, all right, record number four is the same as record number eight, is the same as mixtape number nine, is the same as EP number yeah. 12. Like some of these guys are, some of these guys that are doing an album every month, like they're, they fall under the formulaic rhyme scheme thing where they, right. it's like, it's like they've got a formula and every verse just like it hits the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, for your diehard fans, those guys that love every single thing you, you do, that's good. But for the casual listener, like someone who's like kind of digs your records, like if you keep doing the same record over and over again, you get tired and you don't even want to come back and check the new ship because it's yeah, just like I, I've said that a few times. You just rap the same as he always does. Yeah, I said a few times recently. I'm an older listener, so you're going to have to work a little harder to catch my attention and keep it. Especially because I have money right. to spend. Me too. I wanna have, like I want, I'll spend money on something I can enjoy for a long time. But man, it, it's tough. It's tough sometimes. I'll be like, yo, bro, you sound the same. I can't even tell the difference between any one of the yeah. albums. Um, and so this year, I went in to, as a listener. I went in with like, I'm gonna really look for that out of pocket kind of hip hop, that kind of bone thug mm. kind of moment. Like, what is it? I want to go. What is this? Mm. Who is this? Right. That's what I wanted this year. And yeah, I'll get my Griselda stuff out. Like that stuff right. would be there, but I was looking for that far-fetched stuff. Right. Like, what do you guys listen to that's like in that category? Because I, I, the um, one joint that I had from January that really caught my eye and still listen to now is the LSD project from Guilty Simpson and, and Leonard Charles out from New Zealand. They did ooh. this psychedelic hip-hop project well, that's that. out of pocket, weird that belongs in Woodstock somewhere. And I'm like, this <laughs> I don't know why there's a guitar solo lead for like 10 minutes in the middle of the yeah, album, no, 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 but, I'm a, but I dig it and I like it. So I wanted that kind of 
listening and experience. What are you guys rocking to that's like in that? Uh, put me on. I, I need to know. Uh, go ahead, John. I'll let you go first. Man. I mean, the, the, the Thundercat record from earlier this year had a few joints that I got stuck on that are kind of like different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He does kind of like the funk thing. Um, really, I mean, I just listen to everything that comes out, but I mean, a lot, of, a lot of beat tapes lately too, where it's just like something super chill. Like, um, Obliv put out this album this summer that kind of flew into the record, and I reached out to him about putting it out on vinyl, and I'm putting out this Obliv instrumental album Ooh. like in November, and it's called Spirit Medicine, and that joint really, Ooh. it's 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 fresh, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, fine. you put me onto that when I, in one of my uh, one of our Twitter conversations, and yeah, that album's dope. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, I've been fucking with uh, I've been playing a lot of UK rap, man. I've been really getting back into UK rap. Like I like I'm like you, cheese. I'm like yo, man. It was cool for the last three four years where everyone could just take the grimy loop with the no drums and just rhyme about shooting the shit out of you and selling dope. Like that was fun, but it's like a buffet. It's like yo, man. Like I love ice. Cream, but if I'm eating ice cream three full meals a day every day, I'm gonna get sick of it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, I've been going back to like who's got the ill voice, who's got the hot patterns, who has like the hook that yeah. sticks in my brain, not just like, yo, here's 800 songs this year and they're all the same. There's seven variations of the same record. Um, so I was fucking with this kid uh, in England called Black Josh. The record's yeah. called California. That, he's got all types of pockets that are ill. And I've, I've been going real heavy with like the grime dudes again. Um, like this dude gets this dude uh, AJ Tracy J Huss this dude Meek. I've been really just getting in the UK, just just trying to hear something new. And then this other cat I found, um, he's he's actually he's down with my with my homie Scorsese. This dude named Brian Ennels, and the record's called Rhino XXL with this producer named Infinity Knives. And this fucking record is like they do like two short shit, they do new jack swing shit, they do like violent arm and hammer shit. They're doing everything on this album. And I was like, I just played this shit front to back. I was like, yo, these dudes are flipping everything on the same. And they're from Baltimore. We got it. We got like, a cameo. Look at, look at my cameo. See how if what I was my professional podcast. I got people on my green screen. Look, 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 look. look. <laughs> what was that album you were saying? It's called, uh, it's called Rhino XXL by Infinity Knives and Brian Ennels. That shit is great the first song is like is like some 80s like r&b rap about him and his girlfriend smoking crack you know what i mean like it's like, oh that's my favorite but then like yo but then it'll be like and like all the all the interludes are like super artistic and melodic and then the next song will be about like one song he says he says um he says michael jackson molested children but fuck it turn abc up like he says like wild shit like he's that's why hip hop's supposed to be. Yeah, like it's wow. So shouts to Brian and I've, I've been fucking with that record hard, like the last two, been three months. Just with, um, hearing all different styles on, like they do like Baltimore club joints, you know, New Jack Swing, you know. But you know, I'm, I'm kind of just getting burned out by like the East Coast grime. Yeah, account. I gotta support my man. That's all. The custodian of records. That's my that's a uh, tape. Ice Palm, Chicago. I love. I love custodian. The, oh, <laughs> um, I love custodian. But for real though, like you see me putting out Chris Crack albums, this motherfucker is always crazy and entertaining. So y'all know I love crazy shit. I'm all about yeah, crazy you, shit. Oh, I don't like normal. Like if the shit's too normal, I just get bored to death. Yeah, correct. I like out of pocket stuff now. That's kind of my 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 thing. I could get whatever grimy yeah. stuff. I could get that almost anywhere. 
Um, none of it really. You could, you, yo, cheese. You you could shake a tree right now and get seventeen Grammy records out. But this is why Midnight Sun is when I heard it was caught off guard a little bit because I didn't expect the direction it was going to go. And that's why I liked it because it it forced me to listen to it. It forced me to to really let it come in. And most times when I listen to something, I listen and I'm done. This one was like, wait, I got to go back because what did I listen to? And I like that experience in my music. So if you're listening to the show right now, make sure you wait till midnight tonight. Um, go go cop that Midnight Sun. Uh, the vinyl's coming uh, soon as well, so I'm going to get that mandatory mandatory cop. Uh, Zilla, is this your first vinyl drop? Drop, drop? Because I, yes, man. This is my, yeah. Yo, this is my first like me record on. Like I've been on, I've been on seven inches remix records, like verse on people's albums, but never like yo, it's my album. So yeah. God bless it's John so Wizard for ma- making an old man's dreams come true. <laughs> you know I mean? Go cop uh, the Midnight Sun ones available. Go follow uh, Chung Wizard to get all the details and Zello Rocker when all of those announcements are ready to be made and get that money right. Mm. Go get the album. It's available uh, tomorrow, October 30th. Uh, and don't forget to go vote. If that's a thing for you, go do yeah, that. Um, and then that. When, when it's all said and done, you're still going to have to sit down with other people from the other side at the table and make it work. So, you know, get over your feelings and let's make it work some one way or the other. My gentlemen, I my friends, I you know thank you for the years of support when you didn't have to, you didn't need to, and I'm trusting of this platform to 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 push the good word about what you guys are doing. But and and, and honestly, I wouldn't be in the position to do anything without the support and 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 the continuous um, just heads up and things like that. So you know, saying that, you know, our project is coming out real soon. We're gonna we're gonna give a little a little space, but early November you're gonna get a score to settle, crush a lot podcast, Ooh. and uh, be and that's just the beginning because we have several projects in the works for 2001. So save that money, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys. Wash your hands 20 seconds or more. God damn and all right. that good stuff, Charlie. Appreciate you, Zilla. Good luck with that. Moment.